Barbie land. Are we going to get small like doll size or are Barbies our size? Yes. Basically everything that men do in your world, women do in ours. The president's here. I am, you're welcome. Barbie is a doctor and a lawyer and so much more than that. Are you a Barbie girl in a Barbie world? Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Ha, 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 yeah. I love Aqua. Anyway, uh, hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast. I'm Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com. And I am Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us basically on every single social at foreverfanpod. We are your hosts, and we thank you for joining us. As you heard from our trailer, we're Barbie girls in Barbie world. But we're not, we're pink. Sorry. Yeah, no, we don't wear pink and we don't live life in plastic. But we are going to be covering uh, the Greta Gerwig written and directed movie, which is causing a bit of a controversy, mm. Barbie 2023. Now, our standard spoiler alert is in effect here as we will be talking about specific plot points and themes. So if you haven't seen Barbie yet, you will be spoiled. I started really early. I know. I don't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> I just sometimes start the music early because I get really excited and I hit the button and then I'm like, oh. Well, as long as it's still on the loop, that's fine. Oh, yeah, it is actually on the loop this time. <laughs> anyway, um, ever since we decided to see this movie, I've been singing the Aqua Barbie Girl song in my head. Along with the, long, the wrong lyrics, apparently. Yes, apparently with the wrong <laughs> lyrics. Um, that, that, that is why my wife subscribes to Apple Music and they have the on the app, you can click over to the lyrics. Yes. Thankfully. Isn't that great? I never know how I, I never knew. You never know how? I never know how, but I never knew how many lyrics I've gotten wrong over the years. My favorite moment was the Alanis Morissette song, and I don't remember it right now what your wrong lyrics were, but you were singing at the top of your lungs and it was the completely wrong line. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard because it was it was one of these weird, quirky, funny lines. And then we're at a red light with the windows up because it was cold and we are laughing hysterically. I can only imagine what the people next to us were thinking. Yes. But anyway, bringing it back to Barbie, mm -hmm. um, the movie has some great songs, actually. Yes, um, it does. But let's let's see if the movie follows suit. Ooh. So before we get to the summary, we wanted to remind everybody of our giveaways as we inch closer and closer to our 100th episode. Yes, so right now um, the giveaways are listed on all of our socials as well as our website foreverfangirls.com forward slash giveaways. You can send a message via the form. You can DM us or message us on any of our socials and you can also email us at foreverfangirlspodcast at gmail.com. All you have to do is show a screen grab that you are subscribed to the podcast and you are entered to yeah. win. Yeah, so enter. Cool. Okay. Before we begin, I would like to discuss something. At the time of this recording, the WGA writers and sag after actors are on strike. Forever Fangirls is a review podcast independent of all studios. We are not compensated in any way, shape, or form by studios for a review. As such, we can continue to operate as normal. If the unions request that all reviews, our podcasts, YouTube videos, etc., are to cease, we will 100% comply. We also want to make it 100% clear. We stand by the unions fully and emphatically during this time. So now on to the synopsis. And this is the shortest synopsis that I have ever read on this podcast. Because it's perfect. 
This is from Rapid Trailer. To live in Barbie land is to be a perfect being in a perfect place, unless you have a full-on existential crisis or you're a Ken. Poor Ken. Kenergy. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so this film is about Barbie, obviously, and how life is perfect in Barbie land. Margot Robbie's Barbie is called Stereotypical Barbie, right? Uh, Air quotes. Yes. Uh, there are other Barbies, obviously. There's President Barbie, Dr. Barbie, Lawyer Barbie, you know, all of them. Um, they all live thinking that the little girls playing with them in the real world are also confident, happy, and successful in whatever they do. Ken, played by Ryan Gosling, on the other hand, is only happy when stereotypical Barbie talks to him. So he's insecure and jealous of the other Kens that grab Barbie's attention. So when strange things start happening to Barbie, she's told that she has to go to the real world to find out what's happening. Ken, seeing an opening, follows her. And in the real world, the roles are reversed, and Ken starts noticing that men are treated differently in the real world and latches on to the patriarchy. Barbie struggles to understand why the idea of Barbie land didn't translate to the real world, and Barbie returns to Barbie land with real-world humans Sasha and Gloria, only to find that Ken has taken over and turned it into Kendom. What's worse, the other Barbies are brainwashed to serve and live for their respective Kens. Stereotypical Barbie, with the help of Sasha, Gloria, and Kate McKinnon's weird Barbie, slowly break the other Barbies from their trances by reminding them of who they are and what they've accomplished. And as things start to go back to normal... Stereotypical Barbie, unfortunately, realizes that this isn't what she wants anymore. And she knows that she can be more than just an idea. She can be human. So let's start with the good, shall we? Yes. Okay. Greta Gerwig, mm -hmm. with her writing partner, actually wrote the script. And she directed this movie. And I thought it was fantastic. And again, this is, you know, just a another example of why we need good writing. Yes. Right? And that they should be compensated for this good work that they do. Yes. So, my plug. But I thought that this script was witty. I thought it was very entertaining. It was very funny in parts. And it had humor for what I would say was the wide range of ages that we saw in the theater. Mm -hmm. There are moments where it's a little slower mm -hmm. in the middle, primarily, and I understood why. Doesn't mean I like it, but I get it. Right. Overall, from start to finish, though, I will agree with you. This is the reason writers should be paid. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. without the words on the page and a script this well done, I don't know if Barbie would translate. Right. And, you know, we that segues into the next point, which is this is an incredible cast. Yeah. I mean, it blew my mind how many people were part of this movie. And not only that. The fact that there's um, so much representation, right? It's representation across race, ethnicity, gender. I mean... Um, sexual orientation. Sexual orientation. You know, sorry if I mispronounce this, Harry Neff. Mm -hmm. She plays Dr. Barbie, and she's actually trans. And I, was, I didn't I know was that. unaware of that. I was unaware of that, too, until I started, you know, researching after, after the fact. Um, wow. Because I, I try not to... I try not to do any kind of research because I want to enjoy the film when I first see it and yeah. then do my research after. So I did not know that. Um, and then Scott Evans, who is Chris Evans's brother, mm -hmm. who plays a Ken, is actually gay. I did not know that either. And then we have Alexandra Shipp, 
who is writer Barbie, and she's a lesbian. Um, I wanted to also mention that uh, Anna Cruz Kane is actually half Filipino, half Jewish, and she plays Judge Barbie. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, I see myself represented in, in I'm not Jewish, obviously, but I'm Filipino. So yay. Sorry. I, I just, I was no, just so I'm, it, you're happy to do that. But your exuberance makes me happy mm. because you should see yourself on screen. Like representation matters. I think that's part of the reason why I never played with Barbies when I Neither was Neither did I. So I always thought, you know, that that's not a doll for me because it doesn't look like me. And I actually, America Ferreira is one of the cast members here. She she plays one of the humans in the real world. Um, she plays Gloria. She plays Gloria. And she actually is, uh, there was an interview with her that I saw where she said the same thing. It resonated with me. She never played with Barbies because she didn't feel represented. But now the line of Barbies have such diverse representation that it's different, right? And now she's part of this film. And so I feel somewhat the same way where I did not think I would enjoy this film at all. It's called Barbie. Yeah. I never played with Barbie. So I was trying to keep an open mind when I saw it. I never played with Barbies. I really had a problem with Barbies. I would look at this perfect doll and go, I don't have blonde hair. I'm not tall. I'm not skinny. And I was a tomboy. So to be honest, I played with Ken. <laughs> I felt so Ken. bad because my friends would put Ken to the other side. So like Ken was hanging out with G.I. Joes all the time. Mm. And the G.I. Joes hung out with the Care Bears. Okay. Because they didn't care. Right. All of my friends had their Barbies and they were all like in the corner with the Barbies and like Mike Ken, G.I. Joes, Care Bears, uh, Smurfs. Everybody intermingled, hung out and saved the world before bedtime. Oh, there you go. You know, I never had a problem with my toys intermingling. <laughs> so thank you, Greta Gerwig, for allowing toys to intermingle. Right. Oh, my goodness. Um, the original thought that I had was that, you know, without these actors, these incredible actors bringing to life the script, it wouldn't be the same movie. That's why they, sh they should be paid for what they do. And we also have to give credit to the, the crew and the vision. Mm -hmm. I think the reference of words was um, authentically inauthentic. I think that's how they referenced it. I'm not sure with the pink and the, the plastic look of the sets that they actually built. Right. With like houses that have no walls. Right. I can't think of it now, but it's not, it's not quite that, but I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it was, I can't remember you what it was you could tell either. that it was authentically fake. Yeah. And it's just, it was so wonderful. And I think they ran into a pink paint shortage because yeah. of the sets. Yeah. It was just so well done. Yeah. It, and to play into the silliness of it. Right. Where you have other Kens talking to Barbie and he's like, he's trying to grunt down and then he's like, I'm going to beach. And it's like, <laughs> oh, wow. And then he jumps into the water and he bounces off. And, right. And then to add the special effects of the silliness where it looks so fake. Yeah. It's just so well thought out. I mean, Helen Mirren as a narrator. Oh, my God. That was great. That was genius. Actually. It was genius because it ties everything together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many little things. I mean, I know you mentioned the, the music in here oh as well. Gosh. I mean, Indigo Girls, Closer to Fine. Um, I always used to sing that song. I actually saw them in concert eons ago. I never listened to Indigo Girls. I need to work on that. Um, but Billie Eilish is What Was I Made For? Oh, my God. That really hits you in the chest. Yeah. Because it really makes you think, why are you here? Yeah. Especially, you know, she, she, she meaning Barbie, was so confident, right? She knew 
that what she what she stood for mm -hmm. when she was in Barbie Land, and then her whole world comes crashing down. And after that, you're like, so what am I supposed to do now? And it resonates to I? the real world too. Exactly. You know, and that song when you really listen to it. And then the melody and her voice, it's just so perfect for this film. Yeah, and you you juxtapose that or superimpose that actually on the face of uh, Margot Robbie crying. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. all right, I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking about it. Oh, my God, that was just powerful. I would be surprised if it's not nominated for an Oscar. Mm. To me, that would be a snub. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, talking about that, I this really is a film that I was not expecting because I was thinking it was going one way and then it totally took a left turn somewhere and then went into a jug handle and then I was, in, I was like in a different place altogether. And it became a deeper film than I anticipated based on a toy. Yes. Um, I was reading uh, some of the articles uh, that, that they were really keeping the script under wraps and the fact that it did not leak so that people knew what it was about wow. is incredible. It, I mean, my mind is blown. It is very hard with the amount of people that need access to the script. Yeah, and you know, with social media, phones, yeah. taking pictures and all of that, so easy now. The fact that this was kept under wraps so that it was a surprise to everybody is just phenomenal to me. Going to the themes, though, because we should keep mm -hmm. moving yeah, forward. Yeah. Um, to me, the number one theme that I got out of this is extremes don't work. Because in Barbie land, all the Barbies rule everything and the Kens are somewhat dismissed. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the real world, all the men rule everything. Ken points this out and he's walking into places and he's across me. He's like, I want to be a doctor. Do you have a medical degree from that female doctor? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I want to speak to a doctor, a male doctor. And the fact is that happens every day yes, across this country. Yes, it does. And we're in the U.S., so I don't know how it is everywhere else in the world. I'm just referencing how we are in the U.S. You know, men do rule the U.S. They are literally currently right now making medical decisions for women across this country. Yes. So I think people saying this is woke feminism, I'm just going to make a quick point here. We don't need woke feminism if we had equality. And this film isn't woke feminism. This film is showing you that the extremism we have does not work. It doesn't work for Ken. It doesn't work for Barbie in the real world. You need balance. Yeah. And that's why at the end of the movie, she found herself and she found where she could be happiest, even if it's not perfect, because she can't, it cannot be just the way it was at Barbie land. It just can't. No. And it, the world works better when there is a balance. Yeah. So. I mean, and Ken finding himself at the end, he's like, I'm Ken. We're Ken. I'm Ken. Yeah. He has a purpose that doesn't revolve around, around Barbie. Right. And that's actually one of the points that I was going to make later, but we can talk about it now, is that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're male or female, Right. Looking for someone else to validate you leaves you empty. You have to find the strength within yourself to love yourself and stand on your own two feet and be who you are. Be true to yourself. Yeah, because if you're not, then you're never going to be happy. You're never going to know what you're capable of. So the fact that, you know, at the end where Ken finally accepted 
he was not going to be with Barbie, right? They're, they're not going to be boyfriend, girlfriend. She doesn't love him, even though he loves her that way. And maybe, maybe it wasn't love. Maybe it was the fact that he just didn't know anything else. Well, and he, he was a toy. He, he thought it was love. Remember, um, all the Barbies say, you know, the people playing with me in the real world, mm-hmm. I, they pick on like their feelings or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So they pick up on it. So for all we know, all the Kens in the world are being dismissed by all the, the people playing it. And the only time they bring them out is when there's a Barbie around. Mm, you're right. So, um, and whose fault is that? Mattel created Ken. As the accessory. As an accessory. Air quotes. Air quotes, yeah. So speaking, on. speaking of Kennergy, you know, Kennergy. when he made when he made Kendom for his Casa Mojo something or Mojo other. Dojo Casa. <laughs> yeah, I can never remember. I was like, yeah, wait, I'm confused. Um, but you know, the the theme there for me is that the grass is never greener really on the other side, right? He thought he would be happy if the Kens ruled Barbie Land and made it Kendom. Um, but really, you know, towards the the, when Barbie finally comes back and finally speaks to him, you know, it's, it's really not all of the material things around him. It's his trying to have a relationship with Barbie. That's what was most important to him. And his relationship with the other Kens towards the end, are they're, they're stronger and they're more powerful. He's actually got friends as opposed to, I'm Ken fighting with other Kens to right. have the one stereotypical Barbie. Right. Um, I mean, in that way, also, Ken's loss of innocence, mm-hmm. if you think about it, um, Sasha's loss of innocence, yeah, Gloria's t- daughter. Teenagers um, facing, you know, how harsh the real world can be. Yeah. And then seeing how things that you believe in can change and how mm-hmm. fantasies and dreams can be destroyed and broken by one person. Yeah. The really poignant one here for me is Gloria. She's the mother figure, right? And she basically spoke to me because her character is dealing with the impossible. She's trying to be a mother. She's trying to be perfect. She's trying to be everything to everybody. And she's not happy. She has this gift of drawing different Barbies, but no one is giving her the time of day, Mm -hmm. but still expecting her to do everything. And it's just, it's, oh. And it's, I know people said uh, in reviews that the more you heard snippets of it, it took away the power of it. I could see that. I understand where they're coming from. It didn't have that effect for me. Mm. The reason the speech was so powerful to me is because literally, I growing up, I couldn't be too friends with a guy because if I was too friendly and as nice to them and we played sports together and we hung out together, everybody thought we were dating. And then when he wanted to date and I didn't want to date, I was a tease. Mm. Um, gr- me growing up, my experience, there was an expectation of when men were nice to me that I had to date them. No. Yeah. You know, in some cases, I had a boyfriend at the time and I'm like, I am a faithful person. I am a monogamous person. That is me. That is my choice. Right. To make me feel guilty for that or to try to pressure me because you want to buy me a drink that I then don't drink or that that, I never asked for and then get mad at me. That was their decision. True. But they blame me. Of course. They put their emotions and transfer them to me because it's easier than looking inside oneself. Yeah. That is the same thing here. It is easier you know, for the Kens to say it's Barbie's fault. Mm-hmm. And rather than looking, going, why are we surrounding ourselves thinking about 
we are only valuable because of Barbie. And again, maybe that goes back to Mattel creating them as accessories as opposed to creating them as people. Right. And if we don't treat human beings as people equally, we're not accessories. Yeah. Treating them equally or yeah, not taking the people closest to you for granted. Yeah. Everybody is a human being. Yeah. We're all equal. That's what this film is saying. Yeah. That you have your own strengths and stuff that you also need to work on. But everybody else is like you. They have strengths, different strengths. And if you work together... You complement one another. You, compl- you can complement one another and make something really beautiful. Yeah. So... Now, the the other thing that really got to me, like this visual was like really, it hit me in the feels when they were trying to get Barbie back in the box mm-hmm. and they were going to try to tie her hands down. Yep. I was like, oh, no. I mean, I felt constricted. And it's just the, the epitome of how women are, tr- are, are being held down and tied. That scene is like seared in my brain. The line before that too, where she's like, wow, I haven't been in a box for so long. Yeah. Um, I was actually just thinking as you were saying that about a line that Weird Barbie said was that if if you're not ugly or brainwashed, you're nobody. And mm-hmm. in that film, you had to be one or the other because if you're ugly, then you were free because no one wanted you to be you know, played with or anything like mm-hmm. that, you were cast aside. But then if you were pretty, then you're popular and you get to be played with all the time and you get whatever you want. So, Wow, I wonder uh, what that is like, uh, Matrix. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that was um, another really powerful line to me. It's like, oh my God. You see, for me, the most powerful line uh, was when the creator was talking to Barbie before making her human. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, we mothers stand still so daughters can look back and see how far they've come. Yeah. It's extraordinarily powerful for me because that is what most women do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of my grandmother, actually, who never finished, I think, grade school. Mm. You know, she really didn't have an education, but she fled a country in, in, at the end of a war with what little she had on her back across a ship with her daughter. Mm-hmm. She came to a new country not even knowing the language I looked at that woman, my grandmother, who helped her daughter, my mother, get a degree. And then my mother stood still and gave up her dreams so I could have mine. Mm -hmm. So I could continue to be the actor that I love to be. That I could be the writer that I want to be. The creative person I chose to be. Married to a woman who completes me. My mother stood still so I could have that. And I do look back. And I do see how far I've come. And it is because of them. It is because of their support. It is because I stood on their shoulders. Yeah. And, you know, I have to agree with, with that because I feel the same way with my, with my mom. And truthfully, my dad, um, they, they sacrificed their, their professional careers in the Philippines. And they cashed out their retirement accounts so that they could come to the U.S., to give me and my brother and my sisters the opportunity for a better life. And in, because they stood still, I've been able to take the opportunity and go further than I could ever even imagine. And I, I can never repay that. No. The only way that I can repay that is to be as good as I can be in my career now. That's how I honor them. We honor them by living our life to the best of our ability. 
Yeah. Okay, so truthfully, if we're going to just say it bluntly, I feel it's a mother-daughter film. It throughout. is. It is. Because um, obviously, Gloria and Sasha, right? Um, Gloria's the mother, Sasha's the daughter. Um, they They didn't have a perfect relationship at the start of the movie, and then to the end of it, they were able to figure out how to mend that relationship and and be on the same page, if you will. Um, you know the the mother daughter aspect of Ruth Handler, who's a quote ghost in the Mattel. Oh yeah, her ghost lives on like whatever floor. Right. Um, you know she in real life, Ruth Handler, and you told me this at the movie theater. Ruth Handler created Barbie. Mm-hmm. And so you know, in the film, there's that mother-daughter dynamic again. Yep. And you know, there, there's the dynamic of Barbie really being the daughter of Gloria to some extent, because Gloria was playing with stereotypical Barbie and putting all of her hopes and dreams and, and everything else into Barbie. That's why Barbie came into the real world to begin with, why Barbie was having an existential crisis because Gloria was having an existential crisis. So Barbie is now essentially going to the real world to see how she can she can be better. Yeah. Be more human. That's a lot of good. Uh, are we done with good? Uh, I think so. Is there anything bad? Pink. The and singer? Not, not the singer. Oh. Oh, you mean the... <laughs> I love Pink, the singer. I'm sorry. Oh, my, my God. My head just goes pink. Wait, what? No, there's too much pink. But anyway, that's that's my bad. So we're going to go into the, the cute. Okay, so I've already said that I absolutely love that Helen Mirren is the narrator. Yeah, there's a specific scene. The specific scene where Margot Robbie's Barbie's having a very horrible moment, and she's hysterically crying, and she's like, I'm not stereotypical Barbie pretty. And then the narrator cuts in, breaks the fourth wall and says, no to filmmaker. Margot Robbie is the worst person to cast if you want to make this point. <laughs> it was the entire theater erupted. It yeah. was really on the nose and yeah. I loved it. And I, that I was think hysterical. Some of that humor is really great that it's on the nose. Like Kate McKinnon's weird Barbie because she was played with too much. Mm-hmm. It's on the nose, like the Birkenstock or the heel. It's yeah. like you have to choose the Birkenstock. You know, A, choose the heel. Movie over. Bye-bye. Right. But, right. <laughs> she's saying if you don't want to do You want this, to know you, the truth. You, you want have, to go. You have to know the truth because you have to stop it so you right. can go back to being Barbie. Right. Um, for me, one one of the cute uh, – and I, I didn't think of it at, at the time that I was seeing it. But um, at the end of the film, right, when Barbie is in the real world – she says, you know, someone asks her what your name is, and she says, Barbara Handler. Mm-hmm. So throughout the movie, she was just Barbie, no last name, and now she actually took the name of her creator, which I thought was kind of cute. Yes, it is. The other cute that I kept thinking about was the scene where Barbie is at the bus stop. She's sitting, and she turns her head, and there's an older woman sitting a few feet from her. Through her tears, she smiles at the older woman and says, you're beautiful. And the older woman says, I know. And they both laugh. And that to me is so precious. Women lifting women up. Yes, but it's the message that no matter what age you are, no matter what color, what creed, you're beautiful. 
You're a person, and you should be loved for who you are. Yes, I don't know how to follow that. I am going to say a little funny thing. Will that help? Yes, please. The outfits when they were rollerblading. Oh, my God. That was so, like, late 80s, early 90s. It was just... I kept seeing the store with, like, the parachute pants and the neon colors in my head going, wow. I think that was the early 90s. I think I, I read somewhere no, like that was, 80s, like, 94. Was it? Uh, yeah. Well, it was late 80s, early 90s. Well, okay. So, sorry. The rollerblade came out in 94. Neon rollerblades. <laughs> that was... God. And I was like, Ken nope. literally goes nowhere without them. Yeah, I'm. I will leave the rollerblades. I will fall on my butt. Nope. I have video I'm of good. me falling. Yeah, exactly. So, so are are we good with Barbie then? I think so. That was a lot, hey. Yeah, that's that that that's a lot. Okay. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> anyway, so that is our discussion of Barbie. Now it's time for our Forever Fangirls rating. Drum roll, please. We rate Barbie 4.5 stars. Yay! And we agree on this rating. First off, I'm impressed that we did the yay at the same time. I know, you're always late. I am. <laughs> as, as I said earlier, I, I have never been a fan of Barbie. When my friends played with him, I played with Ken because I couldn't be Barbie. I couldn't look like Barbie. In fact, when Sasha actually goes off about the unrealistic ideals that the doll represents, I was 100% in. But what I ended up seeing was a film with more depth than one shade of pink. There's a lesson within the confines of the wallless dream home. Everyone matters. People deserve a chance to fulfill their dreams and live, live, yeah, yeah, live their life, live their truth, mm -hmm. and reach their goals. To find out who they are and live life to their fullest. Let's stop trying to put people in boxes and stop trying to tie them down to restrictive ideals that the majority of people don't actually believe. We're in the real world with imagination. So life really is our creation. So I really want to sing the Aqua song right now, but I'm not going to. No, please don't. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I was pleasantly surprised that a movie called Barbie would have so much fun and so much heart. Margot Robbie is perfect in this role as she embodies everything that Barbie has represented these past 60 plus years, especially when she was in the real world where she hid her pain behind a smile, as so many women do. I saw an interview with her, actually, where she lamented that the script was so good and that it was a shame because they weren't going to be allowed to make it. But here we are. They did make it. And it's incredible. The script is amazing, as I've said before, and these types of stories are what should be told to show women that sometimes you need to take risks, be empowered to make mistakes, but learn from them and grow. Without writers to write the story and the actors to bring it to life, we wouldn't know what we're missing. In short, Barbie is an uplifting movie because it shows that it might be scary to leave what you've always known. But if you take that leap you might just discover what you're really made of. And it's more than just plastic. And I will go and see this movie again and again. And maybe a fourth time. Well, I know we're going to buy it. Uh, yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind seeing it again. There you go. And we have to take our nieces. We do need to take our nieces. Um, but anyway, that is going to be our show for today, folks. 
We would love to hear from you. You can send us messages on any of our socials or an email at foreverfangirlspodcast at gmail.com. If you don't mind leaving a review on whatever you are listening to, podchaser.com is also a great place. We would love that. Thank you so much, as always. And until next time, stay safe. Be kind and remember, in the end, Barbie didn't want to be perfect. She didn't want to live forever as an idea. She wanted to be more. She wanted to be human because life in plastic wasn't fantastic. She wanted to be real with all the wonderful flaws that came with it. (laughs) 